91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Krayshawn's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pasta Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Welcome to another episode of Before My Time. I am your host, Gelsey Laurie, and I am here to enter into the new season of Halloween, starting with one of my favorite short, true, scary stories of America, the story of Delphine Lalurie. Let's go. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Do you like to laugh? geek out on music and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Krayshawn's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pasta Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hey Gels, I have no clue what we're talking about this Great, week. Me neither, you, that makes two of us. You, <laughs> threw this, you threw this topic at me and I'm like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know what this is. Yeah, um, they are one of our lovely horror stories of America. It's 
So we're going to talk about the Lalories today, specifically okay. Delphine Lalurie. And yes, her name is spelt just like mine with an extra la. So my last name, Lori, if you just put a la in front of it, that makes me psychotic. It's not something <laughs> to be proud of. I definitely don't want to be uh, related to Delphine Lalurie. But I, her last name's dope, and I do love the name Delphine. So, uh-oh. <laughs> They, this is a, a New Orleans ghost story, kind of, if you will. And uh, New Orleans is my favorite city in the U.S. So I've done a lot of ghost tours. No, it has been. It is a true story, but it's been exaggerated. And so a lot of the tales that I've heard, um, once I kind of went back in the research, I'm like, oh, it wasn't as bad as I remember being told. It's still pretty fucked up and it's still pretty bad. So I, I don't want to, like, discount that. But, yeah, it's just some good old New Orleans history and some rich people being bored and crazy you might did you watch american horror story i did season three i believe it is is coven oh okay kathy kathy bates's character is delphine lalori it's bait oh, she's mm-hmm. gotcha 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 so for those of you who might have watched that that's kind of that they they exaggerated her character within that you know because it makes good tv but it's kind of the high socialite of new orleans that does really mean things to her slaves behind closed doors. And that's not nice. Slavery is not nice alone. And then to do mean things to them on top of that. Mm -mm. So yeah, we'll talk a little bit about her. She was born Marie Delphine McCarty in 1787 in a Spanish Louisiana, New Orleans. So New Orleans is a really cool place because it was owned by so many different, you know, the Spanish owned it, the French came in um, and owned it. And then you have the Caribbean influence coming in. You get a lot of that Creole, which Creole is a person of mixed European and black descent, and especially in the Caribbean, that kind of melting pot there, their food is delicious, but it's, it's a really cool city because you get all of these different influences. And even now today you can see in the architecture, you can see it again in the food, the music, it really is that melting pot, which is why I think it makes it such a special place. And a lot of history takes place there. So Anyways, going back, it is Spanish Louisiana. Delphine's grandfather came to New Orleans from Ireland around 1730, and that was during the French colonial period. And um, it was originally, Louisiana was originally claimed by France, and I didn't actually know this. It was named uh, named La Louisiane, um, spelt a little different than now, and it was in honor of King Louis XIV. I was oh, like, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, why didn't I? Anyways, so um, in 1791, there was a Haitian revolution. And so a lot of, um, Delphine was four years old at this time. A lot of slavery revolts were ha- happening and they were coming together and being like, fuck you, we don't want to be slaves. And so it kind of made a lot of slaveholders afraid of that resistance. Her uncle was murdered by slaves in 1771. Unfortunately, this kind of backlashes and a lot of slaveholders become a lot more abusive and harsh because they're trying to keep that dominance in this revolt. So that's quite sad. But Delphine gets married. She gets married not once, not twice, but three times, folks. And her first marriage is June 11th, 1800 to a man named Don Ramon de Lopez Angulo. And she's 13 years old when she gets married. Oh. That's not legal. <laughs> well, then. But he was a high-ranking Spanish officer. They have a daughter. Okay, wait. Listen to their daughter's name. Marie Borgia Delphine Lopez y Angulo de la Candeleria. That's her full name. It's off the tongue. I don't, I, I don't yeah, I didn't look at my paper at all. I memorized that. <laughs> so she gets married at 13 to this high-ranking Spanish officer. They have a kid, and he dies. So she's a widow now. She marries again in June of 1808 to a man named... Jean Blanc. He's a banker, a merchant lawyer, and a legislator. 
he buys a house on 409 Royal Street. And that Good is name. called the Villa Blanc. Yeah, Royal Street's a great. Oh, you've never been to New Orleans, have you? I've never been to New Orleans. I can tell. Oh, it you gotta go. I literally have a PDF saved on my files that when my friends go, they're like, where do I go? And I just send them this like, first I, do this, I mean, then do that. Like, I'm still trying to see all the states and I haven't been to Louisiana ever. So that is mm. that is pretty high on the, I'd I say it's it. in the top five states I want to see next. So yeah, we'll get there. it's good. It's I highly recommend it. And if, if anyone else is uh, planning a trip to New Orleans, you know, give me a shout out and I'll send you that list because I, I yeah. know where to go. So anyways, they have four kids together and they really know how to name their kids. Listen to these kids. These are the four. Her second marriage is Marie Louise Pauline, Louise Marie Laure, Marie Louise Jeanine, and Jean Pierre Pauline Blanc. Not original. I'm like, you just flip flopped. Uh, and then they had four more George, Paul, John, and Ringo. Like, they all are just named the same thing. I was like, e- that's so cool. Um, so funny. I love that. I know. <laughs> I'm like, it's just everyone's like, you're all Marlon Jr. That's how I think of it. I don't go into much of these. I, she gets married. She has kids. They die. And so Jean Planck dies in 1816. So she's a widow again. So she, that's 1816. She doesn't get married until 1825 again. So she takes a little lull. She's like, I'm going to put my Tinder account on pause for a minute. Yeah, and I'm she took like me. almost a 10-year break there, but that's all right. Yeah, I'm going to focus on me and stop swiping, get to know myself again. She's going to do what I did, you know, and date yourself. But she does have a third marriage, June 25th, 1825, to Leonard Louise Nicholas Lalurie. Um, he was much younger than her. And she kind of in this marriage takes it different. Obviously, she was so young in her first marriage and then these men kind of provided for her, but now she's got the money and she kind of takes charge of things. So in 1831, she buys a plot of land at 1140 Royal street. So still on Royal street. (laughs) Uh huh. Still on Royal street. It's in the French quarter. And this is the place that is kind of the famous location. A year later in 1832, she builds a two story mansion with attached slave quarters there. Um, now, this whole time, she's maintained a central position in New Orleans society. So she was very high society, this, that. There was kind of a hush-hush, like, eh, what's going on about that? But the marriage did kind of have problems. So it wasn't a great – She um, Delphine actually petitioned in 1832 the first judicial district court for separation from bed and board of her husband. Delphine claimed that he had treated her in such a manner to render their living together unsupportable. And um, her son and two daughters also confirmed this. So they don't seem to separate permanently, but his presence, it still was kind of in that house until the day of the fire, which we'll talk about the fire. So now there's this is kind of where there's that mix of folklore meets reality and truth. But there, she had um, quite a few slaves. And in public, Delphine Lurie put on much of a show of being very polite to her slaves, other people's slaves, um, almost freakishly too much. And behind closed doors, she was actually abusing all of her work and crazy. This one girl, this, this is kind of where there's a mixed story. There was a 12 year old child who was supposedly brushing her hair and snagged a knot and it blew her into a fury rage and she chased her and the little girl got up on the roof to run away from being beaten and she fell to her death 
And this was, people did witness this child falling and they buried her there. The kind of hairbrushing story is one that's like, eh, it's not written in stone, but I like it. I'm going to stick with it. But it kind of gets people talking and gets this like, hmm. Yeah, like how severe of a beating was this child experiencing where they exactly. would go to that yeah. to get away from it? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it says here she was eight years old. Sorry. That's even worse. I mean, yeah, the, and, and she's not sounding so great so far. No, you got to change your last not, name. Not so great. I know. I know. We better meet someone soon. We're going to kind of fast forward to what's going on in the house. But on April 10th, 1834, a fire broke out in the residence on Royal Street in the kitchen. When the police and fire marshal got there, they found the cook, who was a 70-year-old woman, chained to the stove by her ankle. The cook later said that it was a suicide attempt to get out of the beatings and everything. So she started the fire. She was chained up against the stove. So when they go in to try to evacuate the house, they ask the Lalories if they can have the key to the slave quarters to make sure everyone's out and they refused. So because they refused, the bystanders broke down the door to the quarters and they found in quotes, seven slaves more or less horribly mutilated, suspended by the neck with their limbs apparently stretched and torn from one extremity to the next. So they found people just tied up with iron. I think there was three women in iron collars chained up to the walls. One woman had received, and I quote again, a very deep wound on her head and she was too weak to be able to walk. So they are not in good conditions. So not only are they holding slaves, which at this time, unfortunately, it is legal, but severely mutilating and punishing. You know, this is where the story kind of then gets more. There is ghost tours you can take now and they will twist these stories to be like, oh, they had ears cut off and sewn onto other people. And, you know, it's these are where I think those new age story versions are a little twisted. And I think um, the book that was written that first started that um, the person that wrote that like owned a tour company. So they were trying to make their ghost stories sound a little more intriguing than they goes a little too like Dr. Frankenstein-y, essentially. As, yeah, and I, as cruel as she is, I don't think that she actually could do that type of surgery. You know, <laughs> like that's not like when you can just throw together. You need someone else to be working. Exactly. With yeah. And I think I do believe in American Horror Story. They went. I mean, they go far fetched in that show, anyways. But I think they oh, did yeah. kind of like lean into that a little more. But they took those slaves and put them on display oh. for. Um, in jail it's kind of messed up but the the slaves were token, taken to a local jail for public viewing and they say that up to 4000 people had attended to view the slaves to convince themselves of their sufferings to kind of see this you know person in high society and what they've done so everyone's pissed no one likes the lorries anymore so after um that two of the slaves in the mansion mansion also were found dead they started digging in the body uh, in the yard and they, more bodies were found. Um, a child was also found. Um, they're not exactly sure who these people were. The child was um, identified. That was the girl that fell off the roof that was cited for doing that. And so they get ran out. Um, it's, this is kind of where it's crazy. It's not very well documented after the fire, which was 1834, kind of what happened. The mob violence after the fire was quite extreme and the people went in and ransacked the house and the house ended up burning down. But um, it is said that Delphine escaped to Paris and, and kind of lived out her days there. She'd always planned on going back to new Orleans, but never made it. And um, it, there's really not a lot of documentation kind of of what happened to her probably on purpose of her part, because a lot of people did not want her 
around. It does say, no, she was documented that she died um, 1849 at the age of 62, is what the archives of Paris say. So not much is there. But the house one, didn't survive the original, but they rebuilt it 1838. So four years later, they rebuilt it. And that's the house that is standing today. And it has been everything from apartment buildings, high school, conservatory of music, refuge for young delinquents, a bar, a furniture store. And fun fact, in 2007, actor Nicolas Cage bought the house for $3.45 million. He owned that house and he also owned another home in New Orleans that's supposed to be like the next. These are supposed to be the top two most haunted properties in New Orleans. And he bought both of them and then... From what I've heard from stories, New Orleans kind of ran him out of the city and they were like, we do not want you in this city because no one really wants Nicolas Cage in their city. And so here's here's a fun thing about Nick Cage while you bring that up, because you Mm -hmm. might find yourself wondering, why is Nick Cage in almost every straight to DVD movie that I see? But he's also in movies that are playing in movie theaters because usually it's just one or the other. It's because Nick Cage spends his money on properties very foolishly <laughs> a lot. Oh, is it he, like an actual thing he does? It's an act. He, if you look, he uh, tends to buy random ass shit. Say like the mid to late 2010s. Uh, he was taking any movie role that was being offered to him because he had so many different like legal fees and property tax oh situations going on. <laughs> Last I heard, like six years ago, I was briefly seeing this guy um, in Vegas who lived at the Palms Place. And supposedly he was like, Nicolas Cage lives here. And I was like, oh, no shit, really? And he's like, yeah, he's always just like sitting outside like on his car. I guess it was like a really expensive bougie car just trying to be like, yeah, I'm Nick, Cage, Nick Cage. And he was like, yeah, no one here wants him. And I was yeah. like, man, if you're going to get ran out of Vegas, too, it's. He, uh, he literally this year, this year, he announced that he had officially paid off all of his debts and would start to be more selective with his movie choices. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, like who's and- your financial advisor? <laughs> like who said that you have enough money? Like national treasure didn't do that good. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but yes, I think that that is a very, uh, the fact that he bought that house is not surprising it's on brand for him. Yes, very on brand. on brand for him. Yeah. Well, that was a good, creepy story. This is the other thing I love. Here at Before My Time, we kind of start getting into a little bit of the Halloween celebration uh, the second yes. week of September. Um, my, so. my apartment's already decorated. I've got skulls. The only thing I haven't done is got, I need to go buy my black candles and put my cobwebs out. But my black roses, all my skulls, everything is out. It is officially Halloween time. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pass to Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hi friends, the world got you down. 
Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. So, Gelsey, you bragged about this New Orleans list that you have. So, yes. let's say I'm going to Nolens and mm-hmm. three spots that are must see spots there. What are like, like, what are the three that you would recommend specifically to me? Specifically to you? Yeah. So, I'm going on the trip. Well, I know you don't drink, Matt. So, that's this, my, my tradition, my family tradition is this bar that we go to Lafitte's, it's the pirate bar and it is the first bar in the U S and it's this old stone. The building itself is really cool. And that's where the pirate Lafitte would go. And it, there's like no lighting in there. It's all stone, just candlelit. It's real. I mean, even if you're going to go, it's, it's food, a really cool right? place to go in. <laughs> I don't know that they do. Oh, well, then I think it's must. just, <laughs> I mean, you could go in and get a nice soda. It's really cool, but it's my family's tradition. That is that we always go there first and get a hurricane. It's, it's really cool. There's a lot of history there. I mean, I would just be like, go straight to St. Louis cathedral, which is right in the center of the quarter. And it's, it's iconic, beautiful white cathedral. There's a huge lawn in the front and you are looking at the Mississippi and it's just this, like that's iconic new Orleans. Yeah. And so yeah, I would start there and then I would guide you down Bourbon Street, not to the crazy show your titties Bourbon Street, but very, very end. Um, there's a jazz bar club called Fritzel's and it's this tiny little jazz club. And when you go in, every band that plays there sounds like they're recording from the 1930s and they shove you Love in it. really tight. Just sit there. I sit there for hours and listen to music. All right. Well, there we All go. Right. Now, if anyone else is planning a trip and they want to know how they can reach us for more touristy advice for Nolans, where would you tell them to go? Yeah, please find us on Instagram. You can DM us at before my time underscore podcast or on Facebook. Just search before my time. We will pop up. Send us a message right on our wall. Let's show our knowledge and love of New Orleans to everybody or let us know where you like to go in New Orleans if you've been and maybe I'll go there next time. Because I'm do a trip. Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? 
Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.